It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern News! Hello and welcome to some more Northern News! It's Northern News! Ian, Mm -hmm. Ian James Smith, co-host extraordinaire. Yes? Would you please divulge what you've been up to this week? Well, this isn't from this week, but it's an anecdote I haven't told. And it's from... 1986. (laughs) From when I was at school. (laughs) And I was sassy to a teacher. Oh. Um, No, this is from New Year's Eve forward slash New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. Had a little, um, not an escapade, but there's a group of friends and we all went for a walk. And here it comes, Amy. Uh Uh-huh. We came the length of this room. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let what me finish. The fuck? Let me finish. Oh. It's That's much, what you were shouting. <laughs> it's much <laughs> It's much less sexual and much cooler okay. than what you're thinking. Okay. We were within the length of this room. Yeah. Which to the listener means nothing. So really. how how I'm bad at We're talking five meters. Yeah. Okay, okay. From getting struck by lightning. Shut up. Yeah. (gasps) Shove that on your dinner tray. Oh, my God. Is that a phrase? It is now. Lightning bolt. What what did it hit the ground? It hit hit the ground. So a big flash. It hit the ground. My friend uh, Sarah. Yeah. Who listens to the pod? Shout out to Sarah. If you're listening, Sarah, you won't mind me saying she was shitting herself. Yeah, as you would be. She's cowered in the corner. Yeah. And she she called it. She was because it was there was thunder. Oh my god. And she was like, "We're gonna get murked up by lightning here." Murked up. Her words. Chunked out of your bean by lightning. We're gonna get chunked out of our bean <laughs> on lightning. And White lightning. In my head, I was like, she she's freaking out here. Then the rain came. It's lashing down. Work is sucked. There's a little, um, there's some like kind of castle ruins 
Um, where were, were you? Rye. And there's like an arch of the door of the, the castle, but you can't get in the castle. So we're all like under this little arch. In a castle? Yeah, the arch of a castle. Yeah. And um, it's Don't it's say raining. it like, yeah, obviously. I was just clarifying because um, that's quite down, mad, actually. Down south they have castles. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And um, we're all sort of huddled in there. Yeah. And it, the rain's coming, hailstones. And then you just see like a bright flash of lightning, and it felt like it like seems to land like close, and everyone's like, "Ah!" I thought I dealt with it pretty laid, pretty laid back. I was sort of like, "Yeah, whatever." Then some um, two other people come in who were walking nearby, and they were like, "Oh, can we can we have a bit of this little archway?" Yeah. They didn't seem shaken up by the lightning at all. Oh my god! Did the lightning hit the ground or like a tree stump or? It was flat land, so oh it just, my the god. ground. Because I did didn't know whether it was a hit good the idea. Castle or something. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Should should you be under a sort of tall structure? I never at this know point? what the rules are. What I are never ever know what the rules are. I always think, right, I know you don't stand under a tree. Let's have a look. Do you get in a building? Is that worse? When you're in a building, are you safe? When you're in a car, rubber tires, but also metal vehicle. I'm confused. I think Do you know, if you're in a car, you're all right. If I'm really panicking, <laughs> I um, unplug every appliance I've got in the house. If you're in your house, yeah. you're not getting struck by lightning. But lightning could strike the building and then all the sockets could explode. I um, don't think that happens. Okay. And I think if you're in a car, you're all right. But there's Roy Sullivan, who has the record for being struck by lightning more than anyone else. Roy Sullivan? Yeah, he was hiding in his car. And then at one point, wound the window down a bit, the lightning come through the Shut window. Shut up, no way. I'm, I'm telling you, he's been struck by lightning seven times. Oh, my God. I'll tell you my favourite one of Roy Sullivan getting struck Please by lightning. Yeah. It's the, the seventh one, my favourite. On June, Sullivan was struck while fishing in a freshwater pool. The lightning hit the top of his head, set his hair on fire, travelled down and burnt, and burnt his chest and stomach. Sullivan turned to his car when something unexpected occurred. A bear approached the pond <laughs> and tried to steal the trout from his fishing line. No. Sullivan had the strength and courage to strike the bear with a tree branch, despite the fact his hair was on fire. He claimed that this was the 22nd time he's hit a bear with a stick in his lifetime. Who is this man? What's his name? Roy Sullivan. I keep thinking Ronnie Pickering. <laughs> I think it's like a similar you know <laughs> Roy Sullivan! Stealing me trout! <laughs> Elite with a stick. <laughs> but he's kept track 22 times. I God. think I'd be like, oh, around 20 times. He's like, 22. 22. Is it a bear with a stick? And just the rules that you asked for, in the lightning striking, crouch down in a ball-like position with your head tucked and hands over your ears so you're down low with minimal contact to the ground. Never shelter under an isolated tree. Right. If you're in a forest, shelter near lower trees Never use a cliff or rocky overhang for shelter. For example, a stone arch of a castle. Uh-oh. Whoopsie-doo. Sarah, if you're listening, we shouldn't have been under that arch. (laughs) Fucking hell. Yeah, so nearly got stuck by lightning. Bloody hell. Can I tell you what I've been up to this week? Yeah. But it's actually, it's not what I've been up to, but I can't stop thinking about it, right? It's like a friend of a friend. She wanted to sell her car because she wanted to buy an automatic, right? And she went on one of the, you know, the We Buy Any Cars, whatever type websites. They offered her, say, I don't know, I'm making this up, six grand. And she went, I'm not taking it. I want more. So she went, I'll sell it myself, right? But in the meantime, she buys this automatic car and her old car is still parked in front of her house, right? 
one night she's not really used to to this automatic car, right? <laughs> she goes to park it in front of her house, in front of her old car, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, wait. Amy's gone. Oh, God. So she she pulls for She's trying to do, you know, parallel par. Yeah. <laughs> she fucks it up so badly in this automatic car that not only does she write off her own old car, oh. she writes off two other cars and flips the car over. Flips her car over. Flips her car over. Hang on. Parking. 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 She's parking 90 mile an hour. Parking. <laughs> What's happened? She's like ping-ponged across them and then mm. flipped it over. Just parking. But anyway, that's that's mm. I just can't stop thinking about that. Because when you're parking as well, there's a point where you've stopped the vehicle. She stopped the vehicle and clearly tried to put it in reverse or something. So she's gone from nothing, from zero miles an hour mm. to absolutely fucking going wild. Yeah, I would. I'd love to see if there's any. If anyone's got CCTV footage of that, I'd love to see that. And I'd pay twenty pounds for it. (laughs) Would you really? I think I would. Yeah. Up now. What has been happening in the north, Ian? Well, this is quite a recent story. It's from December. This was published at three twelve p.m. and it was updated at six twenty-five p.m. So clearly, they were like, "There's more." Oh, my God. There's more to this. It's a story that could be dramatic. Yeah. But um, in the time of them reporting it, it's immediately been solved. In the hours where they've updated it, between three and six. Oh, it could be, actually. It could be. So maybe the first half of this sentence is what went up on 3.12, (laughs) and then the second half is 6.25. So, Blackpool Tower fire. Was just orange netting blowing in the wind. Oh, okay. There's just a bit of netting. There's a video. I mean, I'm supposed to wear glasses. I can tell it's not on fire. Oh, really? There's no smoke. They say there's no smoke about fire. Well, there is no smoke. Right. And, I mean, it is just quite clearly some netting. Right. But, yeah, a fire at Blackpool Towers turned out to be some orange netting blowing in the wind. Where does the netting come from? Yeah, it's like construction stuff, isn't it? That orange oh, yeah. netting. Yeah, like you'd wrap bricks in it. But you'd think they'd be like, well, we've got some orange netting up at the minute, so it could be that. Yeah. So maybe it's from another site and it's blown mm. into the tower. But they evacuated people. Did they really? Yeah. Is it easy to set? Is, what's a Blackpool Tower made out of? You'd hope. If it was metal. metal. Yeah. Metal and bricks. Metal and bricks. Largely metal, but yeah. I don't, how is metal set on fire? Somebody could have gone up there coated it with something like paraffin and then set that on fire. But then it, since paraffin's gone, it's going out, isn't it? Oh, it'd be like a big Olympic torch. That's quite nice, isn't it? Well, unless, yeah. unless you're Actually, up there. you live in Blackpool. Have a go at setting fire to the tower. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it. Have a go at setting fire to the tower. The Blackpool Tower. And we don't mean Have a go. No, we don't um, mean that. We don't mean that. Six fire engines, a drone team and a specialist climbing squad converged to assess the situation and an arrest was made shortly afterwards. An arrest? Yeah. Have this gone, who called us here? You? It's orange netting! (laughs) They shouldn't be arrested for that, though. If I I worked at Blackpool Tower, 
if that was like my part-time job mm. and people came down and was going, something's happening up there. And then you sort of go out and you look up and it's miles away and you, maybe it's a bit drizzly and it's a bit grey and you can't really see. And you're like, okay, the safest thing to do is to evacuate and call a proper adult. Nine nine nine. Look at that spot. Not the emergency service. Call an adult. Call on an 999. adult. Somebody call an adult. A proper one. Go to nine nine nine. Do you need uh, police, ambulance, fire brigade, or just a, a grown up? Just a grown up, please. Grown up. <laughs> How long do I cook chicken nuggets for? <laughs> Two hundred degrees, twenty minutes. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, the top of the tower is currently closed for renovation, you know, where there might be um, some Net. netting. One, our helicopter, oh Jesus, a helicopter God. now. Fucking hell, this has cost a lot. Helicopters flown over the town, there's no fire we can confirm. What can be seen is orange netting. One man has been arrested on suspicion of breach of the peace. What? What are the orange netting? Is fishnet tights? But I'm pulled today by concerned members of the public due to a combination of factors that led them to believe there's a fire. The combination of factors being there is some netting, it is orange, and it's blown in the wind. Right, who's been, who's been arrested? I don't understand this. The incident was supported by the National Air Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spokesperson for Merlin Entertainment and Runza Tower. We can confirm the fire brigade. Merlin yeah, Entertainment, yeah. that's who I used to work for. They run the York Dungeon as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that they ran Blackpool Tower. Yeah. I could have got him for free. Oh, God damn it. Not on this day. Has Why the someone has been arrested? been arrested? I don't know what, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Basically, he said, the top of the tower is closed for renovation. Our helicopter's flooded over and seen its orange netting. One man has been arrested on suspicion of breach of the peace. Well, does that imply that he has put the netting there? Well, it could even be that, or just that when everyone's amassed, maybe there's one man going, it's the fucking fire, fire! And everyone's like, mm. listen, peaceful now. <laughs> you're breaching my peace. No offence, mm. but you're breaching my peace. Is my peace, you've breached it. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. It's like a modern day talk to the hand sort of yeah. thing. Just trying to see if anyone in the comments has got the same sort of query. Six fire engines, a drone team, a specialist firing squad for orange netting. Absolute waste of public money. For Blackpool Tower? That's one of the comments. And I've tried to um, get all the punctuation in there. That was good. I think I think we got a real um, sense of it. Lee Johnson summing it up. So basically, this story is to confirm there was no actual story in the first place. But there is a story because... Getting some netting mixed up for fire is a story. I mean, we've had stories on the podcast where a lot less has happened. Yeah, big time. Big time. No arrests. I don't mind saying that. No helicopters. This is big. This is a huge story, actually. Well, yeah, big story, but luckily no one has been hurt. Just a bit of peace has been breached. (laughs) Oh. Yikes. Right in the peace. What has been happening? What I found in the north? Yes, Cheshire. Mm-hmm. Okay, something's been spotted in Cheshire, which um, really caught my eye, and it caught the other people's eye. A Barbie plate, and by that I don't mean a plate that you eat off. Nom nom nom. I mean a registration plate on a car. Oh. Brum brum brum. <laughs> so it says Barbie plates like this one seen in Cheshire could set you back an eye-watering sum. So, you see the picture and you think, I probably wouldn't have Barbie on my car, but I think a a funky number plate's cool. So it's just like B-A-R... It's B-A-R-3-I-E, or 3-1-E. Very clever. It's clever. 
it says Barbie and there's a picture of it. There's a picture of people looking at it. It's on a Bentley. Mm. Why not? I don't know if this person sounds like the sort of person I'd get on with. (laughs) Do you not think? Just personalised number plate on a Bentley. (laughs) Um, Well, we we don't know who's driving it, but uh, it's a big white Bentley with a Barbie number plate. Can you guess how much that would that would set you back? Eye watering. Yeah, and it is eye watering. Um. £1,300. Ooh, you bit off. What, up or down? Up. 5000 Um, Closer, it's £800,000. What? Yeah. For what? The, including the Bentley? No. <laughs> That's the number plate? Yeah. Are you sugaring my plums? <laughs> I bloody hope not. My hands are up here. <laughs> no, £800,000. But you know what? But what if it, do you know when you could do for eight hundred thousand pounds? You got a number plate. You could have a pint in London. Yeah, you wouldn't get any change. <laughs> I don't know why I've had a Londoner's voice for that. That's of all from. the times when it's definitely yeah. a Yorkshire person speaking, of all the times, I can only do London accent for my, for my standard like anybody that's not you, either thick or. <laughs> Silly man. <laughs> I go, yeah, well, what? Any change for 800 grand down London for packets of peanuts and half a pint and mild. I uh, but you'd probably ask for a tap water. What was that? <laughs> I can't do Northern. The first it few. Is so offensive. <laughs> the first few vowel sounds were. <laughs> from <laughs> any country, I think. That's probably how much tap water costs down that, there. That was a bit bad. Yeah, £800,000. I'd love £800,000. Nah. <laughs> um, so it's it's been spotted by um, a Nutsford resident. Oh. Being spotted by Nutsford resident Maria, who took to social media to share a photo she snapped of the car with its top up cruising through Nutsford. Oh, you got to cruise through Nutsford. <laughs> you don't drive through Nutsford. No way. Fucking hell. Hey, and that car costs so much for what? Cruising through Nutsford? <laughs> yeah, I know. Cruising through Nutsford sounds like a euphemism for having an orgy. It does, doesn't it? I was cruising through Nutsford last night, if you know you what I mean. Weren't. Four different guys. Took my wife on a cruise through Nutsford, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, it's bukkake. Yeah. Maria joked that she certainly didn't expect to see Barbie driving through Nutsford. Other responses to the flash play included, only in Nutsford. I don't know where Nutsford is. Cheshire. Only in Nutsford. Oh, yeah, because it's Cheshire's posh, isn't it? It's where all the footballers live, etc. Oh, it may very well be linked to some kind of footballer's weave. It's going to be a footballer's weave. (laughs) Meanwhile, another option for the Barbie number plate. So it's not it's not as good. It's B-A-R-8-8-1-E. So that's Barb-B. Bar-B. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, you've got to get in early with a personalised number plate. Otherwise, it, yeah, it's it like a Wi-Fi work, password. But it is cheaper because that one, the one that doesn't even work at all on any mm. level, that's only... Uh, £22,500. Oh, that's all right then, actually. That's a lot better, isn't it? Or you could have B-A-R-2-1-E, which is up for grabs. And that doesn't work either. Because 
what's a two an S? So if you're having that, you it's twenty one thousand well, pounds for that, and it doesn't even work. You might as well just have five eight one T X four two. That doesn't work. Do you want to pay twenty grand for that? <laughs> I'll sell anyone my number plate, mm. which doesn't say any word at all for twenty grand. If, if you're listening, send your offers in. Get it up on eBay. Uh, so there we go. That's what's happening in Cheshire, in oh, Nutsford. But we should say, actually, while we're talking about um, having to sell our belongings on eBay, why don't you join our Patreon? Oh, you've got to. <laughs> Amy, it's lovely fun over there. It's £2.50. Which, £2.50. Which for, isn't for the, a lot. For, the, for your entry tier. Yeah. For that, you get bonus episodes mm-hmm. every week. Every single week. Woo! Woo, exactly. And um, and even if you don't even want to listen to the episodes, even if you're like, do you know what? One episode a week is more than enough, frankly, for me. Yeah. It's just a lovely way to support us, mm. to keep it going. For the price of, I'd say not even the price of a coffee. In bloody London, <laughs> if I want to, whatever you call, latte, frapper, frapper one, chono, that'll cost you £8 for a baby chino. A baby chino? I think baby chino is just milk in it. Um, no, we'd love to get you on the Patreon. You also get like bonus, um, get little discounts off tickets. I make my own t-shirts. I knit them. No yeah. one's bought them. No, I take them down as soon as he puts them up. Pictures, topless pictures. Yeah, they go down. They're blocked. Ian's. Yeah, I've given Ian the wrong password. He doesn't really know where he's posting them to. Yeah, but that's fine. And on our Patreon, we're going to do a seance soon. We're going to try and get some <laughs> dead Northerners on the pod. Don't forget, Ian is not allowed access to the Patreon. Well, if you join my <laughs> private Patreon Uh-oh. called Northern News R.I.P., um, I'm going to get in on the man who invented Terry's Chocolate Orange. Oh, yeah? From beyond the grave. Terry, surely he's called Terry. I imagine so, yeah. The man who invented Terry's Chocolate Orange. Well, I don't orange. know his surname. Chocolate Orange. Oh, I'll be getting Terry's Chocolate Orange on. <laughs> Now it's time for our special guest, Cariad Lloyd, who, according to Wikipedia, is from North London, which, according to Wikipedia, is the northern part of London, England. But rumour has it you have a northern great-great-great-grandma. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reeling with the fact that the way you said North London, because you just said it in such a, like... Such a northerner way of like, <laughs> oh, it's probably it's just like one bit of London, and my little North London heart was like, why are you talking about it? Like, it's not a very special place. Um, but well, this will confuse people because obviously my name is extremely Welsh. Yeah, my dad was from Wales, so I am half Welsh. But I grew up in North London, um, and then yes, you mentioned my relatives. I was doing some digging recently oh. about the big Welsh connection. And found out that my great great grandmother is a Geordie. Wow. Yes. Was a Geordie. Yeah. Do you feel that little bit of Geordie running through your blood? <laughs> Not at all, no. <laughs> uh, it was a shock. It was a real shock. Whereabouts in North London did you grow up? I grew up in <laughs> the suburbs. So even people from North London would be annoyed me when claiming to be a Londoner. <laughs> I grew up in a place called High Barnet. Oh, um, nice. Yes. Zone five. End of the Northern Line, End right? of That's the Northern Line. Um, or the Cockney rhyming slang. Barnet Fair is rhyming slang for hair. That's where you say your barnet. Then when Amy Winehouse appeared, who's also from North London, and people said she had a high barnet, 
we in High Barnet really enjoyed that. Ah. <laughs> because oh, she was not only wow. from down the road from us in Southgate, she had a High Barnet. And yes. Barnet Fair means hair. So that was just a real a real moment for North London. <laughs> and and do you have some um some stories um from your hometown of tall hair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get I don't well the most exciting thing that happened once when I was a kid was that somebody got somebody got like a tiny piece of electrical tape and started going around all the signs that said hi Barnet and putting a kind of accent over the E of Barnet, changing it to hi Barnet. <laughs> and they did it everywhere. They did it like on the big, you know, welcome to hi Barnet, uh, hi Barnet station. Um, you know, like, oh, the M1 is this way, hi Barnet this. Like they really, and I don't know if it was, was it a copycat? Did someone do it? Then some other people started oh, yeah. thinking so this is great, good. but they, they really stuck to it and there was things in the paper of like this needs to stop this is not, <laughs> obviously this is um you know defacing the sign and then they increased it they doubled down so if yeah. they removed the accent it would be there the next day and so it became a community thing that you became proud of them that they were yeah. fighting the fight to get this high barnet and then people started calling it Hi, Barney. Oh, I love um, that. Wow. What it was a nice, cool thing. Yeah, a, a nice thing for us to get behind because there wasn't much for us to get behind. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you my favourite thing about Hi, Barney? Yeah, it's the first place where I went and I had uh, lunch in a pub, and I had a Yorkshire pudding for main, oh. and also a Yorkshire pudding for pudding. <laughs> And I thought, this oh. is my kind of the my kind of place. <laughs> I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. That is, and I didn't know that. There's some very nice pubs in Barnet, some really old pubs as well. So you've been very busy, Cariad, and you have written, I believe, an entire book and the yes. paperback. <laughs> an entire book. And the paperback is due to come out soon. Yeah, they wouldn't let me write just a bit of it. They said you've got to write it all. Yeah. It's harsh, um, that, isn't it? It's quite brutal to write yeah. the whole it, thing. Yeah, it is. Especially when you choose, as a comedian, to write about grief and death. That's yes. a choice you, you reckon with yourself yeah. as you're halfway through. You think. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote a book based on my podcast, The Griefcast, called You Are Not Alone, which came out in hardback last January and is out in paperback on February the 1st. And it's based on all the things I've learned from talking to people about grief and death. Um, and... And I feel really bad because I always talk about it in comedy podcasts and everyone's like, how do we move through this? <laughs> so I just tell you, it's out on paperback, February the 1st. There you go. And now it's we such can a talk good, about when I snogged Ian and I was dressed as a hazelnut. Well, sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> this was a couple of weeks back. <laughs> can I have a bit more context? <laughs> okay. Ian and I filmed a sitcom... Yes. Years ago called Give Out Girls. And it was such a good sitcom. And one week we were filming, yeah, up north in Manchester at oh, Manchester yeah. Airport. And we were all dressed as hazelnuts. <laughs> and that episode, Ian was the guest and he was also dressed yeah. as a hazelnut. And I had to, I had to snog Ian dressed as a hazelnut. Or did I have to pretend? Let's not go there. I had to oh, see yeah. some other stuff dressed as a hazelnut. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I I think I was in the hazelnut costume in the back of a van. Yeah, there's only like one, there was only two hazelnut costumes, wasn't there? So we had to take it in turns, I oh think. Oh my yeah. God. And had you met each other before? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I guess it was that proper, happens with acting, It was proper it? like, yeah. Oh, hello. So how are we going to do this? And then we were in the back yeah. of a van. We had to do it in the back of a van. <laughs> yeah, it's quite in at the deep end when it's a van. Oh my God. And I, so I feel 
like today, I've sat, you know, you have that weird feeling where it's like, it's almost like an off, you're not talking to an ex, but you're slightly feeling embarrassed because you're like, I have really snogged that person for a long time. Because it was a shooting. We had to have, we had to snog for ages. Oh my yeah. God. I think I got the old beard rash. I really- <laughs> Yeah, because you had quite a bit of that trouble. Well, I was playing a homeless man at the time. Yes, you were homeless and you had to look really raggedy. They made you look really gross. And I had to then like, that was the joke. The joke was my character was so disgusting. She snogged the homeless boy. Wasn't that the joke? Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking back on it, it's not not good for me. (laughs) Your self-esteem, this one. One, it was like, you could play a homeless person. And Yeah. yeah, the joke is... Imagine, imagine getting off with this homeless person. And we had to do it in the back of a van like no one knew, like it was secret. Because yeah. was so, I was so embarrassed that my friends would find out, basically. That was also oh, yeah. a joke. Horrible. Wow. <laughs> not all your guests have this top secret info about Ian, I feel. No, this and is not, juicy. Uh, not all the guests give my uh, self-esteem such a battering. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cast you. And I didn't, hey, no. I didn't say... I'm not snogging that recasting, did I? <laughs> I got in the van. I did my job. What fuck <laughs> What what a low bar. <laughs> oh wow. I didn't demand their recasting. <laughs> no, it's only talking about it in retrospect that's really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted, Carrie, that we've had a guest on that's made Ian blush. I've never even seen Ian blush before. I think I this feel, is fantastic. I feel embarrassed about um I've suddenly just realised that I was cast as the horrific, <laughs> the horrific um, love object. You weren't. The point was that actually, I remember the dialogue. The point was we couldn't. The whole joke was we couldn't believe the homeless man was fit. That's what it was. Yes, more okay, than this okay. was like, I remember that actually as well. <laughs> it was. My, and then everyone was like, "Yeah, but he's homeless, so obviously no one's going to try on with him." But my character was so rough that she was like, "I will." <laughs> yeah, let's make sure that stays in the edit. <laughs> Attractive homeless man. I'm going to find this. Yeah, I've got yeah. to find this. Carrie, you also do a podcast with Sarah Pascoe, Weirdos Book Club, and it's so good. Oh, thank you. I do. Yes, with the lovely place in productions. We do Weirdos Book Club where we talk to different comedian or writer about a book each week and you don't have to read the book obviously it's probably more slightly more exciting on different levels if you have but basically we just chat about a book and all the tangents the book made us think of and um it's just an excuse for two english literature students to pretend they're still at uni (laughs) (laughs) have you done where's wally (laughs) no we haven't would you like to come on and and suggest that as your choice that's my level (laughs) okay just a lot of we silence on the podcast. We could probably get an hour out of it. You'd be surprised. You know? Yeah, just lots of... Got him. Got him. Found him there. Move on. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much for, for, for doing this, Carrie. It's been so lovely to talk to you. I'm delighted we've, we've made Ian blush. <laughs> yes, I'm very glad. I was very excited when you asked me because I thought, oh, I know what we can talk about Ian. <laughs> Worth getting the beard rash for. <laughs> it was it truly was well, thank you so much it was very nice to talk to you lovely to talk to you thank you so much Cariad. thank you bye bye, bye. thank bye. you so much what's for tea ma'am what's been happening in our hometowns what has been happening in our hometowns i have dug into the archive no no i'm lying i haven't dug into the archives of hull daily mail Hull Daily Mail has dug into the archives of Hull Daily Mail Ugh. and and pulled out a treasure from its past. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of aliens? 
quite a lot on this podcast, if yeah. I'm honest. Aliens and ghosts, <laughs> they come up a lot. Right, well, don't matter then. <laughs> what what alien this time? The mystery of the alien face at the window in Sprotley. Oh, God. And do you know what? You see the picture and you think, oh, God, that is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look. It looks like when you take a picture against glass. Yeah, on a train or something. Yeah. It just looks like a bit of a reflection. Yeah. Well, I couldn't imagine ever looking at that and going, looks a bit, even a bit like an alien. Looks like a window. It does look like, oh, oh, sort of like, if you imagine an ostrich head and then it, you're pulling it down so it's long. <laughs> that description has that absolutely lost me. <laughs> Do you know what? It doesn't, I, that's what I think it looks like. Anyway, so the alien face at the window was captured in Sprotley in 1995, right? But it was later featured on an episode of the BBC hit podcast Uncanny, oh. which is big. Because not... they think there's something in this. Yeah. Even They're though that is a picture of a window. <laughs> well, this picture, which we'll put on our Instagram, right? Experts have been brought in. Mm. Experts. The UFO experts. Yeah. Who's, who's doing that as a job? Well, there must be experts. Uh, so the report recounted how two women who had been staying on a small farm in Sprotley, Holderness, you ever been? No, I've been and I won't Sprotley. go. It's good. Not after that terrifying picture of a window, <laughs> a window with nothing in it. <laughs> they saw orange balls of light hovering above their bungalow. I can I'll mention that before the, the window. Well, that's, that's the thing. I saw the picture and I thought, nah, that's absolute nonsense. But then you read the article and you're like, okay, there's something in this. Um, they went out to investigate and an enormous white ball appeared. How are you explaining that, Ian? Probably another lightning strike. Oh, it could, could be, be lightning. lightning again. Well, they ran inside and one of the women had a camera and pointed it out the window. The result, aka the picture that we've seen, um, is a strange looking face seemingly peering through the window. A copy of the photo was recently found in the mail's archives and we reproduced it here along with the original article. Can I see that picture again? Yeah. So this is the thing. You see the picture and you think, right. nothing. That is absolutely nothing. However, they're not looking in through a window. They're inside the house looking out. And yeah. this is what they see. And you can see the reflection of the camera in the picture. So imagine going to a window, taking a picture, and you can see your reflection in the camera. So it's not you, but there being this weird ostrich alien face. But... Can you point to me where the alien is? There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see a bit of an alien face now. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's like it's a, magic a magic eye puzzle. It's not a magic eye puzzle. But that's what it's like for me. Yeah, that's 100% an alien. <laughs> 100%. Do you think? Yeah. <gasps> 100%. I'm sorry for being cynical, actually. No, don't you worry about it. I, I was also cynical at the picture because you think there's nothing really there. But when you realise it's them taking a picture at close range, yes. like how far we are, taking a picture and then going, whoa, yeah, what the this hell was that? Is, yeah. uh, Sandra Walton, who's one of the women, she says, people will think we're nuts, but we know what we saw. And they're right, because I thought they were nuts. You but now nuts. I know that they know that they know what they saw. <laughs> Outside the bungalow, they found huge dents in the grass where they believed the white spaceship would have landed. Yeah, it's it's all adding up. It's all adding up. During this stay at the remote property, which is freaky anyway, 
staying on a little farm in, in Sprotley, yeah. the volume on the hi-fi system mysteriously turned itself up. Oh, God. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. That's Is it by the Spaceman song? No, that's um, the Carpenters, maybe. Well, and that's the space song you've chosen. How was you could have gone with Spaceman. Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, like you're reading a fucking weird poem. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, the bungalow was badly burnt in an unexplained fire shortly after one of the sightings. So either mm. someone is really fucking with them or, you know, something's happened. I'm saying aliens. I'm saying aliens. Uh, it lit up the sky for almost two hours. It's not like a flash, bing, bang, it's gone. It's like you're looking at it. You can, If something is there for two hours, you can examine it. Have they looked into whether there are any LED light bulbs <laughs> from a local ghoul garden centre? Go back to previous episode. You've really got to listen to the whole you've Northern really, news. You've really got it's the cannons yeah. there. No, they, 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 they haven't. But... Um, because I'm looking at this on the online version of the whole Daily Mail, it says the mystery of the alien face at the window in Sprotley, right? And you scroll down, bang, picture of the alien, sure. Scroll down again, there's an advert for plastic surgery. And this is like the second picture and it looks like they're saying this woman is the alien. Yeah. And it's like a woman before and after a facelift and you're like, oh. And I'd say she looks like, um, she looks fine in that first picture. She looks great in that first picture. Yeah. She looks great in the second picture. What are you worried about? Really? Stop trying to tighten your faces. <laughs> let him sag. Let him loose. I'm going to let mine go all the way forward mm. until I can sort of put my head down and, and it droops like a hood. Yeah. And then I'm safe. Then if an alien does come, I'll just be like, dong, droop. You can't get me. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, that ain't a human. No. No, exactly. I want my forehead to droop so I can, I can just pull it down like a shutter when I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> 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 the pain that you're in when someone comes with a clipboard. Do I donate to the Irish Museum? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, that. So it's one way of dealing with stuff. It's one way of dealing with stuff. Yeah, so spooky, spooky aliens. Really? Yeah, the picture is, in. I think it's interesting. It's conclusive. Yeah, it's fact, it's Evidence. Science. Terry's chocolate orange. Ian? Yes? Come on, you've got to tell us what's been going on in Ghoul. We are dying to know, please. It's a big story from 2018. Oh, yeah. And by big, I mean <laughs> it won't take us long to get through this one. Driver find after putting an O instead of a zero on his parking ticket. No way. A motorist has been left furious after being fined £25 for putting an O instead of a zero when entering his car registration. Oh. So this this traffic warden has been a job's worth. Yeah. And gone, Spelt uh, I think you J- find that's not zero B W zero R T H. Does that spell Barbie? Oh, I forgot the S. Job worth. Oh. I was worrying that I didn't know what you were spelling there. But no, you, but you can buy that number plate for seventy-five thousand. Jobsworth. Imagine paying Dollars. seventy-five grand for Jobsworth. Jobworth. Not even Jobsworth. Jobworth. Job. Jobsworth was taken. That was over Jobworth. half a million. Yeah. I've just gone for Jobworth. Yeah. Job or Jobwhat? J zero eight. Yeah. Five. Sort of looks like Jobs. Yeah, jobs. 
don't have enough letters left. You'd have to go for like W R T. So it's say like jobs worth two hundred fifty. Just have J W. They know what I mean. <laughs> they know what I mean. J W. Jobs worth. Um. Yeah, I don't quite understand what's happened here. He's had a two-hour stay in Ghoul Town Centre, more than enough time to have a look round. <laughs> and upon return to his car in Wesley Square, found a £25 fine slapped to his oh. windscreen. That's how you know a newspaper isn't happy when they say slapped. Yeah. The father of three. Oh, He's got kids to look after. Three. Then learned he'd been issued because he put an O when he should have put zero. I don't know how you really tell the difference. That's very frustrating. But also the... The the warden, if the warden's like a human being, I mean, not as in like... Big if. <laughs> not as in like I'm having a go at their character. I just mean like if it's, um you know, AI, one of the ones that scans or whatever. Yeah. But if it's a human traffic warden who's walking around, you'd go, oh, I see what happens. What's yeah. Well, let's... Um, da, 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 Mr. Woods, this is ridiculous. Best part of the situation is that the traffic warden who told me to text the number to order the ticket saw me get out of my car and walk to the machine. He then told me a text number when I spoke to him after he'd issued the ticket. Told me nothing had come through his machine, telling him I'd pay. Then told me to appeal it. I don't oh know what's going on here. So this is a human traffic warden? Yeah. Oh, my God. A letter to Mr Woods from the council read, from the information you've submitted, there are no compelling equitable grounds to exercise my power of discretion to cancel this. <gasps> the reason is, from reviewing your evidence, you had entered was M-O, not M-O, basically. Oh my God. So they're not even, they're not letting him, he's he's paid. Yeah. He's done his best to pay. But he remains unhappy. Yeah. He'll be appealing again. If the married father doesn't pay the £25 within 28 days, it will double to £50. <gasps> That's not just be on. Like, I'm not paying this because you put a O at the end of 50 <laughs> when you should have put a zero. <laughs> and then I would walk around town with my middle fingers in the air. With some rap music playing, yeah. feeling like an absolute legend. And then they'd go, right, it's gone up to 100 quid. And you'd go, right, what happens if you don't pay that? You go to court, right. Yeah, well, I don't know why I haven't thought that. But yeah, if it just keeps doubling, if you've got a bit of money, you could probably keep that going for a year. Yeah, but uh, what if you don't have a bit of money? Well, just pay £25. But what, but what if it, but you shouldn't have to pay any money because yes. he's paid, he has paid to park his vehicle for an allotted amount of time mm. and he has paid the price and now because of an admin error he's been charged 25 pounds you're right you are right that's that's two hours work that's two hours at work that's two hours of your wages for now yeah it is outrageous oh i'm livid for him i think he'll have been in the year below me in school no judging by his age and the time of the article so he's, he's a father of three father of three and that's weird. I've got no kids no, to my name. we're not old enough to have children. So it's weird, isn't it, when younger people have, have multiple children? Do you yeah. know what? My mum went to Aldi. There was an offer on for blinis. What? Um, little round things that you put bits of salmon on and stuff. They're like a... Whatever. Oh, yes. I don't know how you pronounce it, right? 69p, right? Yeah. She never tried them before. So she got two packets because they were on offer for 69p. She takes them home. She looks at the receipt. She's been overcharged. There was like £1.20 odd, right? Maybe maybe they were 50% off and that's why she got them. Yeah. So she'd been charged, right? So she takes them back and she goes, excuse me, sorry, um, I've been overcharged for these, right? And they go to the this woman who works in the store. Yeah. 
goes to the shelf where they are and it does say 69p, but she looks at the code that's underneath. That's like the tiny little barcode code. And she looks at the code that's on. It's the same product. There's no other blinis or anything. And she says, well, it's not the same code. And mum was like, well, I wouldn't have bought them if the... Yeah, you've put them where the price is. Yeah. I thought there's that thing like, yeah, but they... If they label it wrong price-wise, they've yeah. got one of that. Absolutely. Because I, I was in Fortnum and Mason in St Pancras. Okay. You know the little one in St Pancras? Sorry, Your Majesty, for bringing up Aldi. I feel absolutely dreadful now. Well, I'm doing all right. We've got, <laughs> we've got 500,000 Patreons. <laughs> but someone, they, a bottle of whiskey had like a price on it. Like the label on it, and um, the counter, they were like, "Oh no, sorry, that's um, and they give like a double thing. Oh yeah, um, it must have been labelled wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry, we can't sell you that. But I could offer you this one, and I, I nearly like just went, "Hey mate, mate, can sell it to you." <laughs> I was going, but I'm pretty sure you got to sell that to him. Take it out of the way, just why a clumsy prick put four pound on a bottle of eight hundred year old whiskey or whatever it is. Sell him the bottle. Yeah, well, yeah. But my, I, I don't know for a fact if that's law. It um, feels like it I is. confidence. But my mum was like, what? So you meant to look at the cut, like a six-digit code with like a slash in it for every product that you buy? And mum was like, yes. I was really? like, well, that's mad. I do do that, to be fair. I always read the barcode <laughs> number. CT1, yeah, CT1, 7FE. Are you getting tin tuna? <laughs> no, that's my registration plan. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I got a personalised registration plate to have the same barcode as a tin of tuna. <laughs> That's what I want. Fingers crossed it isn't taken. Woo! That's all that's gone on in go. I can't even remember what it was. He's been fined. Yeah, I don't know how it got there. What I don't know. You talked about Aldi. I can't remember the bit between Aldi and the ticket. The story? A parking ticket. A parking ticket. Right, if we can't keep track of it, I hope you guys have managed to keep track of any of what we've said. No, I remember it's been slapped on. I remember it all. Yeah. He's been charged. £25 is outrageous. But for a second, I just couldn't remember what the yeah. hell we were talking about. It's another about. chaos app. It's a chaos app. <laughs> My voice was chaotic then. Um, well... Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so Join much us for next week. Absolutely. And thank you to our very special guest from Hi Barney. It's Carrie Adloyd. Carrie Adloyd's paperback of her book, You Are Not Alone, is out now. Today. 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 On this very day. Get to Waterstones. Stuns to Stones. Fucking hell. Hello. Wow. Or <laughs> I'm putting accents on everything now. But you gotta you gotta get that book. You've gotta get that book. And also listen to their brilliant podcast, Weirdos Book Club, with uh, Sarah Pasco and Karen Lloyd. It's yeah. very funny, very good. And if you like these a bit more highbrow than this, uh it's for you. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. So is any other podcast. So is literally any other podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to look at our Instagram, we'll put the picture of the alien up. And f- thank you. And thank you. Please Give yourselves thank you. a pat on the back. Well done, everyone. We did it. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. 
And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.